0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Kickabout. Chelsea's struggles continue, and Angible hits the stride. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Pete. And I'm Dan. <laughs> I'll be honest, that wasn't the perfect (laughs) answer, but we'll we'll roll with it, we'll roll with it. (laughs) Um, Right, well, welcome, gentlemen, welcome. Um, Quick update for those of you that didn't see on social media. I, or we, have decided, or I decided really, but um, I think you guys agree, that we have put the pin in the idea to do the live streams for the time being. Um, After the shenanigans of last week with the audio issues, um, which I could have fixed, fine, but i don't like the quality of the camera and i don't like the kind of squished sort of <laughs> togetherness that we are for our podcast so for the time being until um until i get a bigger house or somewhere else to stream from um we'll probably stick with uh just an audio only podcast for the time being um so uh, yeah apologies for getting anyone's hopes up that was looking forward to watching us live on a on a Monday night, but it is what it is, right, um, we will start, uh, we've got loads of games to cover tonight, um, we've got a, a quick alternate universe question to, to throw out there, hope you guys are prepared for that one, did you look at it in the notes? I didn't see it in the notes. Did you not? I did, Why? Well, I... There you go, see it was <laughs> in there, have a quick read then. You can edit ring. this out. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're not live. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just basically a, a quick one. It's not. It's, yeah. it's actually a bit more of a serious. One oh, this week. okay. Bit Quite more yeah. of a serious one this week. Um, so, but anyway, before we do all of that, of course, we will start with this. Down the stat man.
1: Um, so James Watt-Prowse has provided 24 assists from dead ball situations in the Premier League, the second most of any player since his debut in 2012. Behind who? Sorry, say,
0: say that again. 24? 24... Dead ball assists. Dead, okay, right. Well, I was going to say 24. It's got to be higher than that. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, uh, we will get the answer to that later on. Um, we will also have a quick update now on Fantasy League. Uh, gentlemen, how was your how was your weekends? I know we've obviously still got Palace and Arsenal playing right mm. now. We're in just into the second half, currently goalless. Um, Pete, how'd you get on at the weekend?
2: Um, Stupenan sort of clutched me on 11 points, but other than that, my team, like I said to you, was a bit binary. Just ones and twos the <laughs> whole way through it. I left Areola on a bench and he got me 10 points, so not my best week.
0: I mean, I don't think anyone can really blame you for leaving a West Ham goalkeeper mm. on the bench when they're playing Chelsea. I don't think anyone will really blame you for that. Um, Dan yeah I've done better
1: um, in terms of average points than last week I cap- typically I captained Haaland this week and he blanked which is obviously to be expected um, Adam Bomo or however you want to say his name and he obviously done pretty well yeah. got two goals kind of wish I'd captained him but I don't think anyone would really predicted that beforehand
0: no but there are some very uh, very perverted people out there who yeah. captained Sonic March
1: this weekend yeah.
0: so <laughs> somebody had a, uh, an epiphany
1: um, but yeah, I think I'm on like 46 with Odegaard and Saka still playing. So Yeah,
0: I've had a, I've had a better week than it was last week. At least I'm above the average this week, mm. but it's still not anything to really write home about. Um, Gabriel, again, is on the bench tonight. I, he must have had a falling out with, with Arteta mm. because he started party at right-back and Tommy Esso at left-back and Gabriel is still on the bench. This is like Harry Maguire watching Luke Shaw playing centre-back ahead of him. <laughs> it's the same thing. So who are the two centre-backs? Saliba and... Ben White. Mm. So Ben White has basically been, you know, they're nailed on right back for the last sort of eighteen months or however long it's been. Um, So yeah, I don't really understand that at all. But uh, as long as I get a clean sheet for Ramsdale and hopefully Odegaard can maybe find an assist or a goal in this game, but it's looking pretty uh, pretty tight this game at the moment. Um, we won't talk about the rest of the league. Um, we've got some. Uh, we've got some good high scores in our in our kickabout one already. We've got our top man is on one hundred and forty five. his name? Uh, his name is Ashrafal Islam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Matthew Miguel and Suraz Giri. I'm getting bored of pronouncing. Um, Adam Hopkins in fourth. There you go. That's a nice easy one to pronounce. Sure, I'm right. not even gonna tr- fucking you know. I ain't trying that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, let's let have a go. Uh, Yesuchar Lickniatsky. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe I'll uh, have a rethink about this because there's so many bot accounts in this uh, in this league. So yeah. ne- next season, I'm going to start the league from fresh and have it a bit more of an invite only next year. That just reminded me of the old um moop, 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 moop. <laughs> oh, yeah the, the um yeah the Enjoy. guy with the longest name ever. So good. <laughs> um, right, okay, let's move on then. So, into our kick about alternate universe. So, last mm. week we posed a question, bit a bit of fun, about um, the dream manager WWF matches. I've got a bit more of a serious one for you this week, uh, because handball continues to be the most decisive subject in the world of football. Is it or is it not a handball? What's the interpretation of the current rules, etc., etc. Um, I want to know. Because of the inconsistency, what you guys would do to actually just fix this handball rule? How do you think we can actually fix this? What are your suggestions, Pete? Since you already had the head start on this because you read the uh, notes, thank you. Um, <laughs> you can uh, you can go first.
2: Um, I mean, there's there's two paths really. Either that you just give everything that touches the hand a handball, like in hockey, yeah. where anything that touches the foot is a penalty or wherever it is on the pitch. Or the refs just do their job properly and actually <laughs> um, sort of understand what a natural position is. Mm. Um, I understand that all the video evidence and people in your ears these days, it is hard for referees to not bottle a game as such. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's the inconsistencies that we we won't we'll see it given one week and then the next week or even in another game it's not given. Mm-hmm. And you know it ruins the game in a way.
0: Yeah, and I I think the um the point you said there about them doing their job, I think it's it's a really tough one because the, the more changes they make to the rules, the cloudier it becomes, mm. and and the more open to interpretation that those rules can be. Um, Dan, any ideas from yourself as to how we could make this better?
1: Yeah, I I would um not use VAR for handballs. Interesting. Because I feel like it was never a massive thing until VAR became a thing, and now. You know, we use magnifying glasses on it and highlight it so much. And, and when you slow it down or freeze it, it looks so much worse than when it's sped up in normal time. Yeah. Um, and so I think if they just don't look at it in VR, the referee has to make a decision then and there. And if he doesn't think it's obvious, then it's not a handle.
0: Yeah. It's interesting you say that, actually, because now, now that you cast your mind backs, it probably is. Oh, hello, Arsenal chance. That's a penalty. Um, it feels very much like there is an opportunity here to uh to, to 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 really um show a bit of forward thinking to, sort of for the for the guys behind var to actually show that VAR is not the B1 end all and actually the referees do have the capacity to do things themselves. The problem will come is that because we've now gone down this road, as soon as you take VAR away, you get if you get a contentious handball that's given and then mm. the replays to us show that it's not, everyone's gonna be crying for VAR again. Mm. Um so I think there is a a real uh i think there's a real need to actually take the rule back to what it used to be and and deliberate handball because i feel like that is with i think that if to go a step beyond that would be what you said which is make it black and white and just say right have you gained an advantage, or just blanket? Is it has it hit your hand? Well, I
1: think when they tried that before, it was just awful because people, you know, were getting the ball booted at them and they were yeah. given penalties.
0: Yeah, so that probably won't work. But I, th- I feel like the deliberate action would be easier to um, to determine because that would also get rid of these handballs where people are just sort of like putting their arms in fairly natural positions, hitting their hands, like blocking crosses, for example. When they reach to try and block a cross, and they sort of like stretch out their leg, their arm comes up naturally. But if it hits their arm, it's always given. But that is a natural position for the hand to be in. Yes, they've gained the advantage. Yes, they have blocked the cross. But I feel like we just got to get this out of our head that that's not a deliberate handball. Therefore, don't give it. Mm. Deliberate handball, you'd see a lot less handballs given for a start because it literally would be, "Have you like saved the shot on the line deliberately?" That's pretty much all it's going to be. Mm. Um, so I feel like that would probably would probably help. Uh, let us know in the in the you know on social media or email us or whatever. Let us know what your thoughts are. But I feel like this handball rule. I was expecting more of a an effort to change that in pre-season. I'll be honest in, in, in the, between the seasons. I thought that the, the um, PGMOL would would do a bit more of that. But anyway, who's o- taking it? Odegaard, lovely. Oh, Christian, <laughs> even better. Why is Odegaard taking <laughs> it? I don't care. As long as he scores, yeah, I couldn't give a shit. He's lower own. he
2: misses now. Does he, he get to it? Did he take
0: yeah. the? Who who got the penalty? Kante. Oh, did he? Odegaard, you better score. Yeah lovely old job there we go is looking a little bit nicer (laughs) right (laughs) let's um, let's move on then Um, unfortunately Dan we're going to get it out of the way early we're going to talk Spurs United first good segue talking about handballs that should have been penalties (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's before we talk about Spurs let's talk about United Mm. let's get this out of the way for you early mate Um, one thing I want to put to you first is that last season you were crying out for a CDM right Mm. You got it in Casemiro. All of a sudden, everything was fine. Casemiro was the best thing since sliced birdie. He had a fantastic season. Everything was fine. You look at the, the the nucleus of your squad at the weekend, outside of Rashford being nullified playing as a nine, mm. there isn't a great deal of difference in that squad. So why is it all of a sudden your team looks absolutely bereft of a CDM and looks like they need another one? What, what's changed?
1: Uh, well, we started last season as an absolute shambles we lost to Bright and well we got I say we lost we got smashed by Bright and got smashed by Brentford and we lost we lost three games I can't remember the other one when did two, Casemiro but, come in? Uh, we bought he was like right at the end of the transfer right bit, okay because we went for like Rabio and everyone like that before mm-hmm. um, so I don't think it's necessarily Casemiro being poor I think it's the players around him uh, just awful um,
0: but well, I guess my point is is that
1: what's, what's changed because well we signed Mason Mount <laughs> <laughs> do you really not like him I think it's shit (laughs) 60 million for a bag of shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could see his face people (laughs) listening Um, but no it it just to me looks really odd like that United side has so much quality in it um, and it just feels like they've just started the season looking like a side that just needs signings. I mean, I think Roy Keane hit the nail on the head afterwards because there's been a lot of talk about United needing to offload players before they mm. can bring players in. And if it feels like, you need to move heaven and earth to make sure that you've got funds, however they come, to go and get someone like Amrabat because he looks like somebody that yeah. you desperately need to get in. What I don't understand is like how... Is it, we do
1: need to get rid of loads of players. Um, and, you know, like... Ten Hag, and not necessarily Ten Hag, but United sort of saying, oh, it's not, not that easy to just get rid of players. Well, Chelsea have got rid of like 15 quite easily. And, you know, Saudi Arabia are signing left, right and centre, but they haven't come anywhere near
2: McTominay and Harry Maguire. They? <laughs> well, yeah. they've, they've come near someone, haven't they? Varane? Varane,
0: Varane yeah. Uh, the rumour today that Varane could be off. Um, That'd be interesting if that happened. Johnny Evans back in at centre-half for of United. Well,
2: that's what I mean.
0: It's just and you a you
1: isn't it? It's I know. But, I mean, the the biggest thing we needed this season was a striker. Um, and he was the last signing we made, and he's injured, so... How was he out for? I don't know. I, I've heard rumours that he'll be on the bench for the weekend. Um,
0: he's really good on foot manager, if that helps. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> it looks like it
1: could be quality, but, I mean, I haven't really seen anything of him other than his time at Atalanta. Um, but then again, I watched a clip of... Dan James, like, sprint past 10 players and score a goal, and look how that turned out. So.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, YouTube can be very deceiving. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I need, I just watch it, and like, Rashford up front, I don't understand. What really annoys me is like, I can see it, and a hundred, well, a million other United fans can see the problem, but yet the people that are in charge of making the decisions seem to just make the same poor decisions every single week. So, what would you do
0: right now, if, on the assumption that Hoyland isn't fit yet? Yeah. What would you do? Would you, would you, because to me, if you've got anyone to play up front, come Martial, you throw a stick at him and he falls over, <laughs> breaks his leg yeah. in the process. Yeah. I mean, could you, no, could you, <laughs> <laughs> he who shall not be named. Um, if, to me, if it feels like just put anybody else up there. Because what you're doing is you're nullifying United's biggest threat, mm. um, from from a goal scoring perspective. He is obviously and clearly more effective on on the left wing, cutting inside, running at teams, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Why would you nullify your biggest threat by putting him up front? If you're going to nullify the threat, mm. put somebody else up there who who's more expendable. Yeah. In, you know, Anthony, Sancho, somebody. Don't know, don't must they, be a youngster. Cost
1: still available.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there must be like a youngster because I know you got rid of a Langer. Yeah. To Forest. Um, but it must be another player in yeah. your youth, Frank, so you can just do a job for a couple of weeks until Hoyland comes back in.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rash, like you say, Rashford's wasted up front because he's so good when he's on that wing, and you look at what the space Garnacho had on the wing. Yeah, um, but he's still a kid; he doesn't really have the sort of experience that someone like Rash- decision making. Yeah, I think if Rashford had been playing left wing in that game, it would have been a completely different game. The amount, of, the, the amount of times Anana picked. Uh, Garnacho out on that wing because he just wasn't being marked. But he's Garnaccio he's so good when he comes off the bench. But starting, he was pretty pony,
0: yeah. What um, are you laughing at?
2: <laughs> <laughs> at the Part, game. No, Partey's gone to get the ball, and people are going. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but then and then Anthony on the other side he just pisses me off
0: like I still don't think he's getting enough grief and enough stick for the performances that he's He's so
1: one-footed and that shot where he hit the post if you're going to be so left-footed that it's obvious you've got to be scoring goals like that
0: yeah um I I think that Anthony is getting a bit of a free ride at Mm. the moment I feel like um uh, there are other players perhaps who would who would be getting more of a more attention on them but for the money that you pay for him I think mm. you should be expecting more from him I'm not suggesting he should be you know like suddenly become the best player in the world but I think his end product has got to be so much better than it is mm. um, the thing
1: I worry about though is is the fact that we've signed Mount for 60 million is it going to be one of those where you just keep persisting with him to try and prove that it wasn't an absolute right, flop cool. of a, a sign in which worries me because I'd rather have Ericsson starting and then Mount coming on for a, a couple of minutes of the 20 minutes added time at the end
0: but they're surely, I mean, you know, it makes him out. I know he hasn't been very good at United. And in, the, in the last spell at Chelsea, he wasn't great. He was but he's had
1: shit at Chelsea in the last two years. and But
0: he's had good periods at Chelsea, though. It's not like he's, you know, he's suddenly become a dreadful player. Maybe, you know, the last, as you say, last mm. season or two or whatever, uh, with a few injuries here and there and, and whatever else. But like, surely he's better than what he's showing right now because at the minute he's looking wasteful on the ball. Um, his positioning I didn't think was very good mm. off the ball. Um, but yeah you're right there will probably be some pressure because it is your biggest signing of the summer that he has to play a good number of games before Ten Hag feels like he's in the right to drop him I mean I think
1: that Hoyland will hopefully be a really good signing I think Onana is a great signing I know people are already hating on him I think (laughs) that's because he's just the way he is but I know he is quite rash but in terms of his distribution is unreal the amount of passes he picked out like he's like a sort of goalkeeper Harry Maguire but can actually pick people out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's yeah. a I'm not sure that's a compliment or what <laughs> calling somebody a, a Harry Maguire. Yeah. Um, can I also say that was I the only one who didn't know that Hoyland was six foot three. For some reason my head I had him down as like a five foot eight, like really, really rapid striker. <laughs> but apparently he's six foot three and yeah. really good in the air. So, he is rapid as well. He's a better veg horse as well. He's be- no, he's <laughs> a better Haaland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for them as compared for the fucking <laughs> season.
2: So, did you not think that United were good at all? Because I, I thought first, first, first 20 half minutes or so, good. yeah, yeah. Well, like if,
1: if Bruno should have scored that header. Oh,
2: and Rashford got. Um, Rashford had, they had like a similar one as well. Yeah, when uh,
1: Bruno done the Rab- Rabona cross, that's so nice. But this, um,
2: like, it, I think it was one of those games where it's not the fact that United were, were crap. It's just that nothing went for them. And when you've got 45 minutes, as I'm sure you are both aware, where you play good football and you don't score, you go in at half-time so deflated thinking, how are we not winning this game? That's that's
1: the biggest thing. I'm watching the game and I'm like, I don't see where the goals are coming from. Mm. The only way we're scoring is if someone like a Varane comes up with a header from a corner or something like that. Or Casemiro is quite good on the end of free kicks and stuff. But the entire game other than when Bruno had that header that he really should have scored I was just watching it like, and you know like the wingers get the ball and stuff and then they're looking at it and they don't know whether to put the ball in the box or not because you've got Rashford in there who's not really that great in the air mm-hmm. and then it just gets recycled all the time and we just didn't really look like we knew what we were going to do when we got to the final third. Yeah. Whereas I was watching Spurs and they've got the likes of Son and Kulusevski on the wing and I'm like, you know, if they do something, they can they can do something. Mm. Not Charleston, because he's shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, well, I think that's enough United bashing for one week. Um, stay tuned for next week, I'm sure there'll yeah, be some well, we
1: got Forrest, so I've got a bit slightly more optimistic.
0: <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's put a pin well, in that they've
1: one, down. They've not been that bad, actually. So yeah.
0: A... Um, Let's uh, let's turn our attentions to Spurs then, mm-hmm. um, because you know after week one they drew two of Brentford there was a lot of question marks around, you know what to expect from this Spurs team. Um, I take your points about United obviously were were poor in, in moments of that game, but what do we feel like? Did we learn anything from this Spurs performance at all to give them hope or is there still a lot of unanswered questions here?
2: I think well James Madison for sure is a a huge asset to them, but. I'm no, I'm, I'm still not fully convinced by them. A lot of people are hyping them up. Um, but, you know, this is the Spurs that we love and hate.
0: <laughs> yeah, love them when they uh, lose and hate them when they win. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought midfield-wise, I thought, midfield wise, I thought um, what, what, what's been quite refreshing to see, and I, I say this very much with my neutral hat on because, you know, I don't really like Spurs very much because I'm a West Ham fan. But if I'm being neutral here, I've very much been enjoying Basuma's performances. Yeah. Um, and this feels like this was the player that they thought Mending they were getting to last season and Conte just didn't use him. Um, and now all of a sudden, that 25 million is looking like a steal that they paid for him mm. last year. So he's looking very good. Pape saw I thought, it looked very good. Um, with the caveat for both of them being that United in midfield pressing was very, very poor. They were allowed a lot of space to sort of go through the thirds with the ball at their feet a lot of the time. Um, and that gave them a lot of encouragement. I still feel like Spurs need to go and find a striker though. Um, I did, again, Richarlison's not it he might get your 10 goals as we said last week but he's not going to be a replacement I'm for Kane I'm surprised they've not tried using Son up front to be honest he's quite
1: prolific in his on a, on a good day
0: yeah um, he's obviously going to have everyone's going to have to adapt aren't they to, mm. to not having Kane around <laughs> um but i I feel like the the way in which spurs play and spurs played in this game and their their sort of style that's going to please spurs fans at the very least they're going to be looking this going finally we've got a manager who's at least trying to play on the front foot because they've gone through three managers that have done the opposite so this will be like a breath of fresh air to them so angie's going to have the fans on side for the time being and obviously over the course of the next couple of months depending on how results go you know that could swing one way or the other Mm. um but I definitely think that uh, they are going to be active in their transfer market I can't see them not going in for a striker before the end of the window I think they'd be mad to go into this season with Richarlison as their main striker Mm. do you
2: not see them holding off and assessing the six months and going in January Um, I I just don't see where they're going to get a 15, 20 plus striker
0: well sure (laughs) but the thing (laughs) is I mean, have they they spent any of that cane money yet they haven't dipped in since they yeah. sold Kane, have they? So, no, yeah, they've got a hundred odd million yeah, to they, go and spend. Who's
1: like, Is he a new signing or has he come through the ranks?
0: Uh, I believe he's he was a signing, signing him. yeah. I, I've got a friend of mine who's a, a Tottenham fan who has been like singing his praises left, right, saying, saying that he's going to be like the next big thing. Um, he He was signed in 2022, but he'd be back on loan to Udinese for a year after they signed him. So this is his first full season with Spurs. He looks all right, to be fair. Yeah, he does. He's only 20 years old as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, agreed. I thought he looked very good. So I think there's a lot of positivity there for Spurs. Um, I'm still... I don't think they've been thoroughly tested yet defensively. No. And I think that that's what's going to um, catch them out. That'll be the the real test. Um, Speaking of defensively, Dan, I'm sure you're waiting to talk about it. The handball. Hmm. What's uh, what's Shambles. your view, <laughs> Pete?
2: Initially, yeah, agreed with that, with Dan, but when we I'm get, really they, on but, the
0: fence with this. When we
2: get into the conversation of body being in a nat- natural position and the speed of the the replay, yeah, you do tend to get on the fence, and uh, you know I, this is why I understand why everyone gets confused and all this about. Handballs,
0: Because, mm-hmm. um, like, for, for example... Tommy Asu's gone. Tommy Asu's been sent off. Um, You, you know, you look at the, the Lionesses game at the weekend, the penalty that was given against England. Yeah. Um, her arm is down by her side, and she sort of rotated her entire body, but which has made it look like her arm has gone towards the ball. Now, by today's rules, it's a penalty, but also by today's rules, that Romero one is probably a penalty as well. But at the same time, I don't actually think either of them should have been penalties. Because... For the England one, I feel like where else is her arm meant to go? If she has her arm up here, that's unnatural. Her mm. arm is in a natural position when it's down there. And when you're going in for a challenge, your arm does come up and then the ball is booted at you from two yards away, 100 miles an yeah. hour, hits you flush in the hand. Yes, you've gained an advantage because effectively you've saved it. I just, with with any sort of conscious, I, cannot, I could not consciously say that that I feel is a penalty. But by today's rules, it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. That, and that's the problem we have is that by the rules that should have been a penalty mm. but in reality I think that from a fairness point of view if you want to use that word I feel like it was the right decision to not give it so that's why I'm on the fence because I can see
2: and by how fast your body can react yeah. to things around you
0: can't get out of the way um, you know, would we be saying that if his arm's down by, you know, <laughs> down by... <laughs> um, sorry, there's, there's some rather comical moments going on in this Palace Arsenal game on TV at the moment. As if he didn't know where to walk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like it was a... Uh...
1: I think is I just think is I agree to some extent, like, had if the rules were different, then fair enough, but his arms were outstretched, like... His arms were pretty much like this. And I guarantee you if, you know, any other game is probably going to get given. I'm not saying it's not been given because it's us. I'm just saying it's it's different referees, different interpretations. Do Do you not
0: feel like that was a natural position for his arm to be in? No? No. Who was a fishing? Because if my, you're... My yeah, because if you put your foot in and you're stretching for the ball and you're going backwards, try having your arms down by your hmm. side. Hmm, but I don't go like that, so... No, like, his, his, arm was, his arm team was... was America. <laughs> <laughs> team America. Team America's signal. But I feel like if you put your foot in like that and you lean, your arm does come... And his arm was sort of here at the, almost like a right angle, wasn't it? And I feel like when you go in for a ball like that, especially if you are almost bracing yourself, your, mm. arm, your hands come up as almost as if you're bracing yourself... But, um, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't given. Um, and uh, what what would that scoreline have been at the time? What was the score at the time when that... no no It was 0-0. Yeah,
1: Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we lost because of it or anything like that. Like, we deserve to lose. But, yeah, it's just... And it's it funny because they... Apparently, the, the officials went into <coughs> the Wolves dressing room and apologised to them yeah. after that. <coughs> and, I mean, Bruno even said, like, are they going to come to us and apologise to us? Yeah.
2: Yeah, hey, you got your wish. Gabrielle's on. on for a
1: point.
0: Yes, get in.
1: <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Did you not have a better bench option?
0: No, oh. So my bench option was Tarkovsky. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh Speaking of... To- what a lovely segue. Speaking of Tarkovsky, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Aston Villa against Everton. Um, we'll start with Aston Villa. They had a rough opening week, um, getting absolutely trounced by Newcastle rather unexpectedly, um, or expectedly if, if you you know read into their first game of every Mm. season they tend to have a a bit of a a bit of a mare Uh, but very much put it put it right this week I thought they were very very good much better Um, I feel like uh, this may be just the sort of start for Aston Villa this season this was this was a nice way to kind of kick their season off put the Newcastle result out of their minds and uh, off they go what what do you guys think of this Aston Villa team I mean to me they're one of the most exciting teams to watch this year to see what they can do I mean Mm -hmm. sort of one to keep an eye on Mm. what do you what do you think yeah, it's funny. There's a,
1: a few teams now in the league, um, like Villa, Brighton, Newcastle. I was saying yesterday when I was over here, it's funny that Brighton are actually as a team that you really don't look forward to playing now. Yeah. And there's a few teams like that now that are getting up there. Where you know before you had like your Man Uniteds, Liverpools, and stuff. Who if you know if you were playing like a, a Villa or a West Ham or something like that, you were not really expecting too much other than a win whereas now there's quite a few teams where you're like I'm not looking forward to playing them at all Mm.
0: yeah I really appreciate you putting West Ham in there mate I appreciate that (laughs) Um,
1: this is more West Ham two seasons although um, you just beat Chelsea
0: well yeah don't worry we'll be talking about that later We'll, uh, we'll alert the Chelsea fans before and then we'll see the numbers drop off and the, the stats <laughs> as we start talking about that. Is that why you've
1: left it to, like, last? Yeah, exactly.
0: Because <laughs> it means we get the listener stats all the way nice and high and then we'll have them on towards the end and then they can switch off. Um, but, yeah, I think that... Uh, it's funny because I really don't rate John McGinn very highly. Mm. I've never really thought he was that good a player. But I've seen a number of his performances over the last sort of, sort of six months or so and I'm actually thinking that maybe I should change my opinion on him.
1: I don't know if you've seen the... Um... FPL video where they were like talking to players and they were asking them like why should people have you in their FPL teams
0: have right. seen that
1: at all no, no. no. Uh, they, they like, asked John McGinn yeah they've done like they done like Harland they've done um, like Salah Bruno this and the other and they had John McGinn and he was like too fair, you probably shouldn't have me in your team. I'm not going to score you that many points, but if you like me, then just chuck me in there anyway.
0: <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, he seems to be really dynamic. Like, I was watching some of his runs off the ball and stuff, and he seems to get in the box a lot more than maybe I thought he would as, as a type of player. Perhaps maybe, you know, other players around him that enables him a little bit more freedom to, uh, to go forward. Um, but, um, yeah, and then what do we think of uh, Diaby? Because I'll be honest, he's... He looks really, really he looks good. looks
1: very good, yeah. That um, volley that he hit was quite nice. Good save from Pickford, but yeah, talk, talking of Pickford.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't think there's actually a great deal else to say about Aston Villa at the moment because I think it's just a case of just make sure you keep your eye on them because I think they're going to be exciting. Um, I really think they're going to go deep in the Conference League and then it's just about can they manage their squad between those long trips on a Thursday. I hope they do well in the
1: Conference League. It'd be good. Yeah, you
0: know. I think so. And uh, I think I don't know what when the last time Aston Villa were in the um, in Europe at all, but it will been in a long time. Mm. So that, you know they'll be buzzing for those European nights mm. at Villa Park. I'm sure. Does it
2: does it not concern you though? I mean, obviously Everton are
0: shit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but even to to let four or was it four or five in against Newcastle does that not concern you in a way? I mean, because you, you you say they're an exciting team. Do you mean exciting as in what are they going to do this season? Are they going to be in contention for Europe or yeah. exciting or as in their leads I, I
0: see <laughs> I see what you mean um, I mean they could be both frankly um, because I think they've got it in them to be that team that can knock on the door of Europe again they've certainly got the attacking talent but I take your point that defensively they were wide open against Newcastle at mm. times and that will concern them Tyrone Mings you know has worked his way back into the team over the last 12 months after he lost the captaincy and it's been very good for them so him being out all season now presents a real opportunity for Pau Torres to come in and nail down a place yeah um, I don't know whether is, is um, what's his name is it Costa one of the players I don't see him on the bench either uh, or was he there uh, no they, it was a, their signing that they made last year um, was it Douglas Costa Carlos Carlos yes what was his first name Diego Diego Carlos thank you very much Good one of us paying attention. <laughs> um, yeah, they signed him and he was meant to be like a really good centre-off. Mm-hmm. And I think he did got a really bad knee injury early on and basically didn't play side. the entire season. Mm-hmm. So when they signed Pau Torres, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, Diego Carlos and Pau Torres could be a mm. one 0 partnership. But I still don't see him in the squad, so I don't know whether he's still on the recovery trail or not. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think definitely they're going to be one to watch. It was the Newcastle result a one-off? Only time will tell when they come up against another team that can you know, with with the attacking talent that Newcastle have, do they get ripped apart again? But speaking of being ripped apart, let's talk about Everton, because... See, Sky aren't a fan of their new badge. No, that's interesting, isn't it? Because they got a new badge on their club shirts, but Sky Sports don't seem to like it,
2: Mm. because they still use their old one. They still use our old one from, like, 2007, so... Oh, really?
0: Why is that, I wonder? Why don't they use the... If if the club have changed their official badge, why is Sky still like, nah, I don't like it.
2: (laughs) We'll use the old one, Thanks. Some teams just get lost into the abyss, don't
0: they? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Everton. I mean, I put... So here's, here's the thing, right? So I put Tarkovsky in my fantasy league team because I was under the impression... I can and... see why you're bottom in the league. <laughs> 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 but listen, right? My, my logic was sound, I'm telling you. James Tarkovsky, for me, was a good pick because I felt like Sean Dyche would have got his teeth into that team and made them into your stereotypical Sean Dysh team. Difficult to break down, hard to play against, probably wouldn't score many goals because short Dice teams don't generally do that and they haven't got any strikers to do that mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but I felt like they would be hard to beat and so far from what I've seen, they're anything but.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of people, um, I think Pickford's percentage is quite high because a lot of people were thinking exactly the same thing and then obviously just with save points added on as well.
0: I'd love to see like a graph of his pick rate after the first two game weeks. <laughs> I bet he's absolutely <laughs> taken a nosedive. yeah.
2: So... But they've got no Calvin lewin now as well. They? I don't know how long he's going to be out for with that. No. Face. Is
0: it a fake? Would you call it, a, it a facial injury? Facial injury, yeah. I mean, it looked like he may have... Um, it's definitely... It's on his cheekbone. Yeah. Um, he obviously, it came up in a big lump straight away. I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, we've, we've joked about that guy a few times about his off-the-field antics, but he really cannot catch a fucking break, can he, when it comes to football? No. If no. it's not a muscle injury, he's getting, like, smashed by Emmy Martinez, and now he potentially may have broken his cheek. Although, a broken cheekbone usually isn't enough to keep them out they'll just wear face protection and still play so hopefully he won't be out for too long and boy do Everton need him because they look so blunt up front it's untrue Mm. Um, and defensively I mean the goals they conceded I mean they conceded two goals from throw-ins just sleeping at throw-ins I mean one of them was that everyone was asleep the second one I don't know if Ashley Young forgot he was not playing for Aston Villa anymore and thought he was still playing for them but it's just and the commentators were blaming Michael Keane by the way for that fourth goal how fucking harsh was that it's like hang on a minute Ashley Young's thrown the ball to me he's left it 10 yards short and I'm the one copping the fucking stick <laughs> mm. so I thought that was very harsh but for me I don't know about you Dan but I didn't put Everton I'm trying to think I've, I've got to edit a video that's going to go out on our YouTube this week for our table predictions that we mm. did last week so we we were making those predictions based on game week one not what's just happened at the weekend but I didn't put. I think I put Everton somewhere around the 14th, 15th mark because I thought they'd be solid enough. They wouldn't really be in too bad of trouble. But on the evidence of this, I think they're going to be banging fucking trouble. I have them
1: just above relegation. You have 17th, yeah.
0: I think you're you're in a. You, I just I start listening to other people because my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> um... But on the evidence of this, I don't see where they. A, I don't see where their goals are coming from, and B, if they defend like that, I mean, they they could be. I think trouble.
2: injured
1: again as well, isn't it? we were literally just talking yeah, about. Yeah, I that. thought I was looking at the Pickford um, things. I wasn't
2: just saying. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's the most uh, transferred out goalkeeper. I'm
0: not surprised. I mean, yeah, I'm I think not like surprised.
2: An, an Everton Luton game could be like the most damp squid <laughs> <that fits> you could <laughs> possibly think of this season.
0: Yeah, I mean. I just if I'm an Everton fan right now, I mean, I don't know whether as an Everton fan I'd have been particularly excited about Sean Dyche's appointment. Outside of the fact that I think, Mm. well, maybe he'll bring a little bit of stability. Escape patch. Yeah, but it's got to be bad times for Everton. I think they
1: do need that though. They don't they They need that stability to get back on the FFP train.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's important to remember is that they are under the FFP watch list, so they probably can't go out and spend loads of money. But I I don't know
1: why they're under the spotlight and other clubs or no names mentioned or Chelsea sorry sorry <laughs> I had a bit of a cough
0: there um,
1: maybe they just get Pickford an eight year contract
0: <laughs> I'm not sure anyone would <laughs> um, but yeah I mean and obviously they've got this stadium going on and of course they had the, um, the sad news that they one of the construction workers was 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 killed this week I and mean, Liverpool and Everton actually, it was a really nice touch yeah. by Liverpool to um yeah they scored as they were doing <laughs> Yeah they scored as they were doing it but the fans did um, give a nice rendition of you and Never walk alone and they've almost clapping for which I thought was quite and nice they held up
2: the Everton flags
0: Yeah it? they did you know I think sometimes it's quite nice to see that despite the intense rivalry between two clubs that when something like that happens that they will come together and uh and sort of support a joint cause together which is nice it does it settles boys between men doesn't it because mm. I could never do that for <laughs> 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 Well, at least you're honest mate I think that's all you can say on there uh, but yeah Everton fans I think it's going to be a long long season for you I, I'm worried about your season this year um, let's wait and see whether you are able to bring in another player or two um, but I'm looking at their starting lineup I don't think there's a single player in that other than Ashley Young is there a single player in that starting lineup that's a new player this year Patterson I don't know if, he, if he's a new player but other than that, that's an exactly the same team. Dan Juma's a new signing, is Patterson
2: isn't from Sheffield Wednesday, is it? It can't be. I'm
0: not sure. Um, Dan Juma, obviously, they've got him in. He, yeah. he was at Spurs on loan last year. So...
2: Good to see Morpheus doing
0: well there as well. Yeah, Neil Morpe having a fantastic time at Everton. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on. Um, but, yeah, Aston, Aston Villa fans be excited. Everton fans be very, very scared. Liverpool-Bournemouth, then. Let's talk about yeah. this one. What a weird game this was! Mm. um, Because Liverpool in the first twenty minutes looked like they'd never played football at all. That's what I've noticed.
1: (laughs) That was something I was going to bring up, especially watching this game. There's been a lot of like sleepy defenses Mm. this season, especially
0: early on in games.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, because United's defense like looked very fast asleep. Um, The Everton thing, obviously, where Ashley Young just chucks it straight back to the Villa striker and then Allison I don't know what he was doing on like two or three occasions he obviously ended up getting a yellow card and um he like I mean it should have been a well I said it should have been a goal he was offside but it yeah. could have been a goal yeah
0: yeah and it wasn't just him i mean you know there was some very sketchy passing going on it was almost like it was just a bit too casual mm-hmm. like they just really weren't switched on as for that the, first um, 10 minutes i was
1: talking about it later as well with the Fulham game diop
0: oh god yeah diop the diop back pass mm-hmm. yeah yeah um But yeah, I felt like Bournemouth here actually could have been two or three up in Mm. that first 15-minute spell. And it would have been really interesting to see how Liverpool reacted, not just their players, but the fans as well. Because they were already beginning to get a bit like, what the fuck are we watching here? (laughs) Um, Semenya gets the goal for Bournemouth to put them one up. Um, Life's good as a Bournemouth fan at that point. And then Liverpool's quality just began to start to shine through. Luis Diaz, who started the season really well, just... Really, goal, actually. Sh- yeah, it well, was really showing Liverpool what they missed last year because obviously he missed a large part of mm. last season. And him being back now is massive for Liverpool and their ambitions this year. Um, Mo Salah missing a penalty, which is annoying because I had him as captain on a field. I think he'll still be
1: on him. He's missed like three of his last three or, five or four in four a row now. Yeah. Yeah. And who
0: within Liverpool, who else would you have on them? Diaz,
1: won. Diaz, Jota, Darwin Nunez. No, let's <laughs> be
0: let's not be silly now. That's Shaboy... Sh- Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he's going to be known as now? Mike Wazowski. Talking about him. What, Mike
2: Pen- Wazowski. Yeah. Penalty or no penalty? No, 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 no chance.
0: Right. Absolutely no chance. Uh, the, I mean, there was, there was two, obviously. There's, we, we might as well talk about them now then. There was that penalty, which for me was never a penalty. I think that the most minor of contacts in the world, if there even was any contact mm. at all, he has thrown himself to the ground. And usually, when a player throws himself to the ground like that, it's usually a dead giveaway yeah. that there's no contact and that it's not enough to go down. The linesman's right there mm. um, for the for VAR and all that to not look at that and decide that that's not an obvious mistake is is madness mm. to me. So they've got a, they've got away with one there, and it's it's very unfortunate if you're a, a Bournemouth player there and a Bournemouth fan. Uh, let's talk about the McAllister one because this has um, been a hot topic. Um, Liverpool are. Appealing this, by the way, it's they been are. confirmed today that they are going to appeal this. He's in line for a three-match ban because it must have gone down as violent conduct. Um, what do we think about this decision? Disgraceful,
2: totally wrong.
0: Yeah, I honestly cannot fathom how anybody in a professional capacity as a referee at the top level of the English game is looking at that and thinking of that as a red card. I just it boggles my mind. Mm. Um even on first viewing, like I didn't think that it was that bad. I thought it oh, was a heavy challenge. I think even the Bournemouth manager got away. Right, he said it's probably an orange card, but I'm not even sure it's that. Mm-hmm. I think that's just no, it's straight just, up just yellow. yellow
2: yeah. Um that's so like you were explaining before, because I, I actually didn't know about the the rules with the cards in one match band, two match band and three match bands. So
0: yeah, so if it's a serious serious foul play, so this is the problem, right? So let me let me um quickly bring up the uh, the wording again. But the, the problem that they have with this is that they use the same wording for violent conduct and for serious foul play. So this is the fa the fa rules here. Let me just quickly scroll down to where the uh, the red card offences will be. Um, uh, 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 um, where's the serious foul play? When I had it here a second ago. Uh... Sending off offences... Oh, I just says serious foul play, but I think I'm sure... Oh, here we go. So a tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality must be sanctioned as serious foul play. Any player who lunges at an opponent in challenging for the ball from the front, from the side, or from behind, using one or both legs with excessive force or endangers the safety of an opponent is guilty of serious foul play. Now, to me, that would be what McAllister has just done, right? Because mm-hmm. you would say you would argue that They probably sent him off because of the uh, excessive force, because of the speed at which he was travelling. He's gone out from the front and everything else. Violent conduct uses the same terminology, though. It says, violent conduct is when a player uses or attempts to use excessive force or brutality against an opponent. Oh, when not challenging for the ball. Ah, right. There you go, then. So, in theory, then, serious foul play is a one-match ban. Descent is two, and um, violent conduct is three if you believe, I don't know if it says it on here somewhere. Um, but serious foul play is only one match ban, so I wonder why it's being reported as a three-game thing then. Don't know. Well, well this is some... what I'd love to know. Yeah. Is... <laughs> I thought I knew, and now this is throwing even my <laughs> judgment in a question. Um, but because they use the whole excessive force and brutality, to me, that says serious foul play, which is a one-match one-match ban. Uh, it used to be a red card was is straight up three games, mm. um, and then they changed it. Um, so yeah but to me this is another real dereliction of duty I mean you talk about the the Anana one because the referees from that Man United game were actually dropped for this weekend because of that mm. I think this isn't that far from that mm. you know that is, we're talking the same level of just blindness frankly I don't I just don't understand what they're seeing and what we're not um, you know when, I understand that they have to uh, there's probably a different thought process they have to go through different things they've got to make sure they abide by the rules but if every single person in the football world, all pundits, everybody, has all agreed that it's not a red card, then is it us that has the problem or is it the rules and the ref that have the problem? It's them. I just don't get it. I really don't understand. But thankfully, from a Liverpool point of view, it didn't, um, it didn't change anything. They actually got the third goal while they were down to 10 men a couple of minutes later. Um, what have you guys made of Liverpool then for the first two games now? We've seen them play against Chelsea, had a tough opening game. Um, started the game really well and then got dominated really by Chelsea and in this one, the result flatters them. I feel.
1: Mm, I think going forward, they they look really strong and they have got a lot of options, but it's just their defensive frailties that come to light again.
0: I think a better team would have been three three or four in the lap yeah. in that first twenty minute period. Mm, period. And I f- I feel like I don't know what their fixtures are like. I mean Chelsea. They have got quite a good ones. Yeah, Chelsea are in. Uh, we well, have got Newcastle next away. That'd be a That's going to be a really good. Yeah. So that's four thirty on Sunday. So that'd be one to to watch mm. because if Liverpool start that game the way they started this one, Newcastle will tear them to pieces. That could be like a um, what do you call it, like a Newcastle Spurs game mm. from last year where they just sort of blitz them in that first twenty minutes. Uh, then they got Villa, uh, Wolves, West Ham, and Spurs so actually, and then Brighton. So they have got some tricky fixtures coming up. Um, Spurs, depending on you know what mood they're in, if they push on a little bit, Brighton are in great form. Villa, I mean, jury's out. But, you know, West Ham have started the season okay. Don't really know what to expect from them going forward. But Wolves is probably the only one there that you could look at and think, yeah, they should be getting three points mm-hmm. there for definite. So, yeah, well... um We'll wait and see. Uh, Let's move on then. Uh, Again, this week, we're we're not going to have a a half-time break in the show. We're going to do away with that for the time being. So we're just going to run all the way through. We're going to go now to the London Stadium where West Ham beat Chelsea 3-1. And Chelsea fans, you can come back in about 10 or 15 minutes if you want to push on past. Mm. Um, Weird one. Chelsea, again, look like a side in... (laughs) It's so stupid to say, but they look like they're in need of a striker, Dan.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, that Jackson looked really good. He just seems to be able to do everything but put the ball in the net.
0: It's kind of important, though, when you're a striker. It is, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, they should have scored a penalty as well, mm-hmm. um, which would have put them 2-1 up. Maybe it would have been a different game. It was a crap penalty, to be fair.
0: wasn't great, yeah. Um, Lee called it, didn't he? We were watching it with Lee. And he was like, "I hate these run ups I hate mm. these run ups And then, as he said it, Ariola saves it. Should have let Jackson That's take it. That's the
2: first it. first penalty Ariola
0: saved as well. Yes, yeah, first really? first career yeah. save from penalty. Um, but yeah, look, I, I felt like this was okay. wh- going off with a clean sheet. Intent. my god, my guy! Um, West Ham very much played this game <laughs> like I was expecting them to um, give up possession. You know, the stats and passing and stuff were hilarious at one point in the game, weren't they? Like mm. the number of passes yeah. that Chelsea had. I mean,
1: West Ham had like seven in uh, Chelsea's box and Chelsea had like 59.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was mad. Um, But obviously, James Wall-Prowse showing what a good signing he's going to probably be for West Ham. Um, We nearly scored from one corner just before and then we did then score from Mm. the very next one. And then he laid on the assist for Antonio's second goal. Um, I don't really know. With with Chelsea, uh, uh, Graham Souness brought something up um, a day or two ago. I'm um, going to get you guys' opinion on this. He's he's basically saying he doesn't quite understand Chelsea's transfer strategy thus far. And I think there's a lot of people who would probably agree <laughs> with that. Um, because ultimately, earlier on in the transfer window, I think most of us, well, certainly I did, thought that they actually had a bit more of a better plan this time. Mm. And then all of a sudden, we've had Lavia and Caicedo come in for the, what, 180-odd million combined mm. or whatever it is. Um, and Graham Sinis is like, you've spent nearly a billion pounds or whatever it is in the last 18 months it's an absurd amount of money. I, I know they spit it over a long time. But it's an absurd amount of money. And they still don't have a striker that you can say guarantee is going to get you 15 or 20 goals. He said, Did they really need Caicedo? Did they really need Lavia with the squad that they've got? So could they have gone and spent 115 million or something else? If they'd have put a bid in for Harry Kane of 120 million, 130 million, they probably would have got him. Because mm. I think even that for Daniel Levy would have been hard to turn down. Mm. Osherman, go and buy him for 120 million. You know, there are there are amazing strikers out there that you could have paid anywhere between eighteen and $120 million for that would have come in and you could have said, right, nailed on, this guy should be getting us 15 to 20 goals. But I feel like Nkunku and Jackson, they could score them that many goals. Don't get me wrong, Jackson, as you say, does look very good at times and he's moving off the ball is good. But so was Timo Werner. His moving off the ball was really good. He created chances <laughs> for himself and he did everything but score. Mm. I'm not saying he's going to be, but that's the risk that you take when you sort of, You know, you buy 30, 40 million pound strikers and not 80, 90 million pound strikers. On the other
2: hand, if you've got a Chelsea striker curse and you don't have a striker, there's no curse.
0: Maybe that's their thinking. Well, they need to get rid of Lukaku a bit sharpish then. (laughs) Get him out of the club and then the voodoo will be lifted. Um, So, yeah, it is an odd one, but I kind of see where Graham Souness is coming from. Do you think that Chelsea needed Caicedo? Do you think they needed Lavia? Not really. Well, based on Clasada's performance in this game, I'm going to say no because mm-hmm. he came off the came off the bench, gave away the Take penalty, away. and then and gave away the ball for Antonio's goal as well. I think Sanchez is a same signing as well.
2: Yeah, I'm not fully convinced on him either.
0: No, um,
2: he made one good save actually to his his bottom right in the dying minutes. Yeah, Jared Bowen, I think it was.
0: Yeah,
2: but uh, other than yeah, that, he, he's really not convinced me at all the fact that Brighton
1: benched him because he wasn't great at playing out of the back and I feel like that's what Pochettino wants from Chelsea
0: it's it's what most modern managers want now you know you look at United they got rid of De Gea and get on Man City did it with Edison Liverpool did it with Alisson Um, Arsenal might be about to do that with Raya uh, instead of Ramsdale Uh, for my FPL I'm going to have to keep a very close eye on that (laughs) because I've got Ramsdale in my goal at the moment Um, so yeah I feel like Sanchez do you think he was brought in as the number one initially? Because I don't know whether Kepa being moved on was ever mm. like part of the plan until Courtois got his injury and then Madrid came sniffing. Yeah.
1: Do you, you think never,
0: Kepa was going to be the number one? You
1: never know, do you, how, how long that's been in the pipeline. Really.
0: Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a did weird one. Did he start one.
1: the season or did Sanchez start? Sanchez, Sanchez started, started, started yeah. Both,
0: yeah. But I think Kepa was practically already gone by that first game, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but uh, on the positive side, there for it's Chelsea. It's funny that
1: they're in the uh, League Cup second round, though. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, I know it is. That'll be very—that's very unfamiliar territory for mm. Chelsea. That is. Uh, on the positive, though, um, I thought that Sterling was very good in this game.
1: Yeah, it's the best I've seen him play. Best I've seen long time, him play for a little, yeah. t- little
0: while. Jackson was good, certainly in that first first yeah. half. I and mean, Chelsea as a whole were pretty blunt in the second yeah. half, to be honest. Chilwell
1: was good. I'm surprised they took him off actually.
0: Yeah, it felt like to me that Chelsea were just making changes for the sake of it yeah. in the second half. Almost like just tr- desperately trying to roll the dice to see if they could get a six. Mwenka, mm. um, I thought was very his goal was outstanding. Yeah. Um, the way he shifted that ball onto his right foot and got his shot away was brilliant. So four point five mil on
1: there.
0: Uh, Do we know how bad his injury is? Because he went off injured, didn't he? Any ideas as to what his I've injuries? Heard like? anything of it. Um, yeah, if if he's going to start getting a regular place in that team, then he might just be uh, mm. worth a pun for four and a half million.
2: I, there's one start I'd love to know about Chelsea talking about the money they've spent. Do you reckon they've spent more money this year, since they've had this huge uh, Christmas? Mm -hmm. um, Do you reckon they've spent more money, or the Saudi League has spent more money? (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm not altogether sure. transfer fee alone. I'm sure. I was just trying to... You said that, and it just reminded me. I'm sure I saw a stat earlier, but I'm not sure where it was. I'm sure the stat was that since Todd Bodie has come in, each... Win that Chelsea have got has cost them seventy eight million. I'm sure that's. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty loose stat. Let's be honest, but mm. it does highlight the amount of money that they've spent. That you know they mm. spent a billion quid, and it's cost them seventy eight million per win so far because you know because of the lack of wins that they've had. Frankly, so it's a bit it's a bit of a non stat, but I thought it was it was funny nonetheless. Let's all. Laugh Did you
2: that, you heard Todd Bowley on Talksport? I mean, I, I spoke to you about it tonight at football when he said about the the business plan and the structure for Chelsea and why they're going for these long contracts is because he sees inflation over football in the the next few years. So he thinks that he can make a pretty penny back for these signings because everyone's costing 100 million because he's fucking buying everyone for 100 (laughs) million. he's asking, is this stock manipulation? (laughs) Is is he just crashing the market? He
0: is, yeah. He's literally manipulating the market to his own benefit. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I sort of see where he's coming from. But the problem is, is that it's all very well saying that you know, the football the inflation within football is going to carry on going forward. And he may well be right. But the problem is if his players all flop, yeah. they're going to go down in value anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if the if the market's inflated. like Mudric, no one's fucking going near that bloke for anything like the 90 million they paid He's another one like Anthony, by the way, who's getting away scot-free yeah, because he, he is, is dog yeah. shit. <laughs> um he is so bad. Um so yeah, that's it's a risky strategy from Boney because not only from what I just said, but also because he's got players on eight year contracts. He's got players who have now got every every legal right to just sort of go through the motions for That's the next the, eight there's years. There's
1: no incentive, is there? It's to like the try Saudi and League. win back another, another contract. Yeah, you, you <laughs> could quite easily just sit on the bench, play FIFA.
0: There, there's a decent number of players in that team now who've just come in on those eight-year contracts that are practically set for the rest of their careers. Mm. Um, you know, even if they brought in a player who's sort of 24, 25. How old's Nicholas Jackson? About 22. Uh, Okay, so he's a bit older. But even so, he's got a contract. He's 30. Mm-hmm. That's the vast majority of his playing mm-hmm. career going to be at one club. He's guaranteed it. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: Just touching back to West Ham as well. So it looks like Pacitar is staying. Yes,
0: yeah, so this is an interesting one, right? So obviously the story broke this week about his alleged betting infringements. Uh-huh. Um, the latest that I've heard from various West Ham people on, on Twitter who've got good sources um, is that it wasn't him that placed the bets. It was... <gasps> excuse me, family members, but obviously what they have to now work out is whether Pakatol was complicit in the action. You know, Was he aware of the bets and therefore completed the action so that those bets came in? I'm
1: sure he had no
2: idea.
0: <laughs> now, I've not seen it, but I have seen a few people on Twitter saying that now that you go back and look at the yellow card that he got against Bournemouth, it looks very fucking fishy. So, I don't know. It's, I feel like this is going to be a very difficult one I to prove. why they
1: go for really obvious bets like yellow cards in the 20th minute or something like that. Just,
0: yeah, I mean... Especially when it's, like, a
1: family member.
0: Would you not just go for a yellow card at some point yeah, in the 90 exactly. minutes? Make it I mean, a obviously, more, I
1: know the odds aren't as good, but just put more there's going to be it. investigations, you know, like...
0: Just put more money on it. Yeah. If, you, if you know it's a guarantee, it doesn't matter how much money you put on it, because you know you're going to win.
1: It's like that bloat. I mean, not quite the same, but that bloat for, like, Sutton United that ate a pie on oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look... It, I did joke jokingly say that I feel like West Ham have made this up just to scupper the Man City deal, but I'm not sure West Ham are smart enough to do that. Um, so yeah, look, I think this is, this is not going to be as cut and dry as the Tony one because Tony, it was him that was placing the bets. Mm-hmm. So this one I think is going to be a little bit more difficult to prove and therefore will drag on longer, which I believe I think will scupper the deal because we've only got what, 10 days, 10 and a bit days left of the transfer yeah. window. I can't see the investigation being done in that time frame. So Man City, I think, are going to move on. They're look, looking at Doku, but he's a winger. Yeah, I think right. they've already
1: had a fee agreed for him. So. Yeah,
0: um, so it wouldn't surprise me now if, if Man he's City good decide. Manager, by the way. Yeah, he is. Um, Man City are going to have if they want to replace De Bruyne, which they probably will do because he's picking up more and more injuries. He's out for four months there, as it is, despite how good Phil Foden was at the weekend. We're not going to talk about City tonight, but let's mention how fucking good Foden was mm. at the weekend in that central He'll be on the role. Bench next game. <laughs> it was do- <laughs> Doku from Andalucia. Ren. Oh, he started yeah, at Hadelich. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, as Arsenal have just uh, won one nil uh, tonight. Um, so yeah, him staying is massive. I I'm very happy to see how professional he's remained throughout all of this. Not just this betting thing, but also the, the links with City. He's played both games despite the links. He's now played this game with the the betting thing over his head, and he still turned out a really good performance. A mm-hmm. little bit too much play acting for my liking, I'll be honest. There was a lot <laughs> of uh, throwing himself on the ground and waving his arms around, and <laughs> still can't believe he did this. Did you see – I mean, I don't know you did, because we are watching it game. Did you see, Pete, when he just basically stopped on the side? No. So, literally, he was on the side. He was in our third of the pitch, out on the touchline, and he gets pulled a little bit by Sterling. You know, not much. He literally stops and waves his arms at the lino to say I want a foul. Nothing was given. Sterling just runs around and gets the ball and goes on the attack while Pakita stood there whinging at the lino. <laughs> literally, never seen anything like it. It was incredible. Lucky that if they'd have scored from there, he would have been fucking lynched. Um, but uh, as it is, he ended up being the hero because he, you know, got the penalty to seal things off towards the end. Um, so, look, I've talked a lot about West Ham in pre-season in the run-up. What do you guys think of our start to the season?
2: Much better. Much better. I mean, if you are going to have a season like you had last season, um, then getting these early points are crucial. But I think with the players you've got in there, you know, you've got a good structure and the confidence of winning the conference league. Sorry, I thought about I was about to big up and say Europa League, but uh, (laughs) that's this year. Um. Yeah, (laughs) I think there's there's no excuse why you can't push for Europe because you've done it before and you've got better players in that squad now. Mm.
0: Yeah, James ward was very good. Um, other than his dead ball delivery is very good, as we know. That's obvious. I've always
2: rated him um, great guy.
0: But his his ability off the ball is actually quite underrated. He works. I didn't realize how hard yeah, he works work off course. the ball, and that's going to endear him to West Ham fans very very quickly. Alvarez, when he came on for the twenty minutes he was on, looked pretty uh, pretty feisty, mm-hmm. pretty hungry, which is great. Um, Suchek
2: seems to have a little bit more life
0: back, yeah. He's sort of found his legs again, as I said to you last week. I think maybe the Declan Rice thing has just allowed him to be a bit freer again, which Mm. is which is good. Um, Aguer what the fuck was he thinking for that challenge to get himself the second year that was a ridiculous challenge <laughs> so he'll be missing next week um, but if we get this Mavropanos over the line apparently he's got a little bit of a back injury so he probably you won't be that around you
1: got that to slot in there as well haven't you? So.
0: Is, it, am I, is there an echo in here tonight I was literally just fucking saying that if
2: he was on his phone he yeah let was yeah. checking <laughs> it's,
0: a thing, it's a good thing we're not on a live stream Dan um, so yeah um, everything's looking okay at the moment I'm still not convinced I, I want to see a few more games before I even consider changing my mind about Moyes because... Mm, yeah. At the I mean, minute... It's still
1: pretty boring.
0: This is... Yeah. And I, but the thing is, I don't... I can accept it and tolerate it if we do it against Chelsea. Yeah. What I won't accept and tolerate, and this is what West Ham fans are what we're all like, is when we do it at home to like Luton mm. or Forest or Sheffield United. You have to... With the players we've got, we are... Um, Way more capable of playing a better brand of foot and a better, more possession based style of football against those teams. You've got Brighton next, so more of the same next week. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've written next week off. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned, that game is not going to exist next week. <laughs> I'd put
1: Solly March in my team for
0: next week. I think I fucking would put the, if I could, I'd put the entire <laughs> Brighton 11 in my team next week. Um, so, yeah, things are looking better for us. It's a, you know, it goes, uh, you, know, un, you know, it's sort of an unsaid thing, but, you know, you start the season well, it can make such a difference to your entire season because, you are you know, you're looking up, not looking, you know, down. Um, so to be in sixth place after two games, I know it's very, very early, but it's still a massive morale boost. Yeah, that sure. Things have started well, let's build on it and go forward rather than trying to recover um, after the first couple of games. And we've got Brighton next, and then I think we've got... uh Luton, I think, yeah. yeah. So... Brighton, look, I, I joke, but we've got to beat them at some point. Surely, I'm not suggesting it's be next week, but at some point, we've got to beat these twigs. We, we haven't beaten them for eight forever in the Premier League. Will the Luton game stand? I don't know whether they're going to be done with their uh, pitch. Uh, not sure. Yeah, there's the possibility that that may not go. Ahead, which will be a real shame because if that doesn't, <laughs> you've got Man City next. Well, no, but I'm just more thinking about. I'm more, I'm more thinking about the break because you've got the international yeah, exactly. break, so there'll be no game from the from August 26th for almost a month before our next game so I'd rather not have to go into Man City without playing a game for three weeks um, and then uh, yeah and then Liverpool and then we get into a slightly easier well that's no, not all this
1: effort for Liverpool and just to go straight back down <laughs>
0: uh. yeah can we not just play him at like the local park just yeah. get it
1: over with down a wreck <laughs> so up. right
0: um, let's move on then let's talk about Brighton because they put Wolves to the sword um one of only two teams with a hundred percent record in the Premier League at this early stage. Top the table top of the table, eight goals in two games. Is it? They win four yeah. one the first time as well, stop didn't they? The I mean, stop the count. Yeah, we 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 we, <laughs> we we talked, didn't we, about um, you know what how they would deal with the loss of Caicedo with the loss of McAllister? Are they answering these questions you already? Just
2: stop questioning, yeah. They lose a player and they just seem to go better
1: and better. I wonder at some point, though, will they have like a Leicester moment? Because this was Leicester like five years ago. The same as Southampton as well.
0: Well, you feel like at some point their luck's going to run out and they'll they'll fall off.
1: Because mm, they were selling, you know, they were bringing in these players for a million, selling them for 80 million. Um, I feel like Brighton have taken... I mean, Brighton play much better football, but they've sort of just taken over from Leicester. I just wonder whether there'll be a point where the talent they're bringing in dries up a little bit and
0: they're still selling all their best players and <coughs> slowly um, start to fall again. I mean, it's, it's very possible, I guess. I, I guess the only thing that's working in Brighton's favour is that they're financially a lot more sound than Leicester were. Mm. Leicester, Leicester were hamstrung by the fact that they just couldn't bring any new faces into their team at all. They brought in like one or two, didn't they, on loan and it just didn't really work. Um,
1: yeah, but Brighton aren't exactly a wealthy club, are they? I know, obviously, they're, they're doing well with these transfers, but...
0: They're not, but they're not in a position where they can't not spend money, if you see what I mean, which is what Leicester were. Leicester physically couldn't... they, I mean, they couldn't afford. We didn't think they could afford to, to fire Rodgers when he was under the cosh because they couldn't afford <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, but that's there.
1: because they got to that point. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Brighton are like that right now. I'm saying, what if they get to that point?
0: I mean, yeah, OK. I mean, if they get to that point, then yes, there is every chance that they will fall off. It's going to depend on a number of things. Not only the talent, but Deserby. Is he still there? Is he still being able to, you know create the, the magical team that we're well, seeing.
1: I mean, obviously Chelsea were like linked with Deserbi, and it would only been there like a few months, hadn't he? The problem with clubs like Brighton is there's always, you know, and like Caicedo, you know, twice he nearly moved away. He obviously he has moved away now, but like Arsenal nearly signed him and then mm-hmm. Chelsea and Liverpool. It's really difficult. I mean, I'm not digging at Brighton because I really like Brighton. Actually, I enjoy watching them, but it's really difficult for teams like that to keep hold of these players and... I'm mentioning, like, Ajax. You know, it must be shit being an Ajax fan because... And you said that's why that Alvarez wanted to move away because, you know... they And
0: this Kudos that we're trying yeah, to
1: Yeah, they, they bring in all these really good players and then they're there for a season and then all these big European clubs come in and, and they want to go and play in these, these big teams. And I feel like Brighton are just... Potentially just going to be a feeder club because it's going to be difficult for them to work their way up to, like, a, a Liverpool or Man City or...
0: Yeah, I was just trying to think, I mean... Not to the same level, but Dortmund have been that kind of club for mm. a very long time. Um, but mm. they've generally been at the top dining table of German football for a long time, even if they're not winning it. Um, whereas Brighton are probably, they're sort of the the smallest wolf at the, at the dinner table, aren't they? You know, they're, they're trying to break into that top six on a regular basis, but they are very much the pup at the dinner table. Then. What, do
1: you, what do you think the difference is between them and, say, Villa or Newcastle? Because I don't really ever see Villa and Newcastle players, you know, wanting to go to United or wanting to leave. Um, Whereas I'd say Brighton would potentially, maybe not Newcastle, but they're better than Villa.
0: Yeah, I I think it really depends what a player's mindset is because it's point-in-time stuff, isn't it? Because a lot of... I don't know how much... A lot of players will say it when they move. But how much they really care about a club's history, you know, is a player really yeah. going to move to a club if they're really shit right now, but they won mm. an FA Cup thirty years ago? Mm. Is that really does that really come into the thinking? I can answer that. No. Well,
1: no. Pillows <laughs> um, so still go to Spurs. <laughs> um, I, I
0: yeah I I think that for most players, despite what they'll say, they're going to a club that ticks only a couple of boxes. It's. How good are they right now? What their ambitions are? How much money they pay me? And am I going to play regular football? Those are your three things. And the third one, the playing regular football, probably comes second or third in that list. Mm. Um, Aston Villa and and Newcastle obviously do have a more star-studded history to the club. Newcastle have got the added bonus of having lots and lots of money and a kind of seen in the wider view as being the next big club to kind of break into Mm. that top four regularly um so i feel like brighton probably have to have another three or four years of doing this before they'll start being seen as actually a big a big club in the premier league Do you think if
1: they won the europa league or done well in the europa league then i think
0: start to change. yeah i would i think to add a big european trophy to your cabinet would be not only uh, an endorsement to everybody else looking that they're a big team but it'd be an endorsement to everyone in the premier league mm. all the fans to say yeah, okay. These boys are serious. Mm. Um, I hope they do. I,
1: do. I do like Brighton. I like the way they've you know they've gone from like rags to riches.
0: I think their style of football could see them be very successful mm. in Europe this year, because I don't think a lot of European teams, especially the bigger European teams, are going to know a great deal about Brighton. And it's it's
1: funny because you see these players like Solly March, who you know a year or two ago you wouldn't have even. Looked
0: at. But... I mean, it's not unfair to say that they're bang average players, yeah. really, yeah. aren't they? But they're just playing out of their skin and yeah. playing in a team that's just doing really well. Mm. And that shows you that if you've got a manager that's pointing in the right direction, if everyone's happy,
1: it was like when Leicester won the the, the league with yeah. like Wes Morgan and Robert Hoof and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they got some. They had you know, Angulo Kante was class, Mares mm-hmm. was class, Vardy, was, Vardy was had an prime, amazing yeah, season. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the, you know that there were players in that team that you would say are probably just average players, mm. and there's a reason that only a few of those players got sniffed out by bigger teams after that. Um, so, but yeah, I think that uh, you know, talking of, of this game here, Brighton once again showed just how good they are. Mitoma, proving that he's yeah, not a one season wonder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see why he's got a diploma and dribbling.
0: Yes, you can absolutely see that. Um, I'm kind of annoyed that the one. Oh, i say NC so did get me two assists in this game so he actually I think he started this game for a change which was nice um or if he didn't he must have come on and got yeah, those assists so that was better um Wolves though once again um you know they had was it 23 shots on goal against you they've had 16 in this game and they've come away with one goal <laughs> from mm. 39 shots on goal in two games and they've scored one goal um I think that the way they played at times wasn't that bad in this game, but I think this is kind of why we expect them to be down near the bottom, because they just don't score goals. Yeah, I mean, like when that
1: Fabio Silva went through on goal one on one with Steele, he should be scoring that, and it's those moments where you're like, I can see why.
0: Do you know what that felt like? That felt like when one of our players goes clean through an LMA you just get <laughs> that, just that feeling that, that he's not to goal yeah he's not gonna score um what won't have helped is that uh, Nunez who has looked quite lively for them um clearly decided he didn't fancy next mm. week i don't know who they're playing but obviously he didn't fancy it
1: must have had a bet builder with Paquetto, <laughs> <I> think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because he just went on a rampage like what was he doing mm. 95th minute can anybody explain the thinking behind this one just pushing anybody that gets near him I think literally if the referee had come on to him, I think he would have pushed the ref, <laughs> ref as well <laughs> he was just in one of those moves yeah, he was just throwing right. him out left right and centre um, yeah so he won't be playing next week for Wolves um, and Wolves like Everton are in deep deep trouble this year yeah. I think um, Wolves have sold all their good players financially apparently they're not in a great spot probably not going to be bringing in too many players which is one of the reasons why Nopategu left um, yeah I'm worried for Wolves this year yeah <laughs> Right, final
1: game we're going to talk about then. It, with Wolves, it might be another case of there's worse teams below them.
0: Mm. There won't be many.
1: No, I think <laughs> I think it'll be another season where you've got three or four above the relegation zone that are fighting with those teams in the relegation zone. We'll like Everton, Wolves, potentially maybe Forest, but Forest look a bit better this season. Yeah, they
0: started well. Yeah. What about Fulham? We'll talk about them now. Do you think they'll be in that mix? Mitrovic now finally gone. That saga yeah, is over. I don't
1: know if you saw... Um, I mean, they were 2-0 down at the time and uh, what's-his-face Jimenez like, ran into the box and then tried to do a Rabona cross.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did see and that. I'm yeah. just
1: like, that's great when you're 3-0 up. When you're 2-0 down at home, I don't really feel like
0: you should be... It was weird because it was almost like a stunned silence in yeah. the stadium. It was almost like... Has he just fucking done that? (laughs) Did we just witness him do a Rabona when we're 2-0 down? And he was in such a good spot to roll that across as well.
1: And it went miles over the top of everybody. And I just thought, (laughs) they look amazing when they come off. But when you're 2-0 down and you do that, it's not a good look. No. You
2: Um, know know when I predicted uh, Fulham's downfall come the end of last season? mm -hmm. That's with Mitrovic not in the team as well. You did say that. I don't really think they've got much gunpowder
0: now I mean who is their striker is it Vinicius
2: still no it's Jimenez isn't it? oh cool
0: yeah and and Jimenez but who's their other striker
2: yeah Vinicius so So
1: this is what I was talking about when I was saying when we were doing the predictions it all depends on who comes and who goes from each team Mm. obviously when we made the predictions to start with Mitrovic was still there yeah and you know the first game or so we sort of see but then you watch that and uh, this is another one as well where I think Tim Ream's Penalty. I it very harsh yeah really harsh I don't know what the yellow card I assume it was for arguing or something maybe he got a second yellow card for the red card but I didn't think it was a penalty at all he
0: didn't look like he was arguing that but from the highlights that mm. I saw he didn't really look like he was uh, he looked like he was in more shock than anything mm. this, this is another one that
2: doesn't I understand you've got the, the handballs on, on one argument of this controversy but then they've also said that we're going to be we're going to allow fouls more yeah mm-hmm.
0: More physicality. Yeah, more,
2: more physicality. That's a better way of putting it. But on the flip side of that is I'm also going to be dishing out more yellow cards for fouls. And I think over the whole of the EFL collectively now, there's been, what, 302 cards? That's a lot. That's a lot. Of, yeah. I mean, just Portsmouth alone have had 17 yellow cards. before four games in. <laughs> well, I
1: think there was four red cards in the Premier League this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as we've said before, the, the the key here is going to be that I don't personally disagree with the idea or the principle behind giving players yellow cards for dissent. Because I, I don't know about you guys, I get sick and tired of seeing like seven or eight blokes hounding a referee in his face when he gives a penalty mm. or something like that. I'm all for trying to put an end to that. My worry is, is that what they always do with this is that they'll do it for a couple of weeks and then they'll stop. Mm. And then it'll just go back to how it usually is. If you're going to do it, you've got to stick with it because it's the only way it will change. The problem we're going to have here is that
2: we keep getting these match bans for cards, missing matches. The people that haven't got any depth in their squads are going to be shattered come yeah. the end of it. Yeah, and then you've got your cities yeah. that are, are just, just going to shine. In, <laughs>
1: yeah, but I just don't understand the the constant need for chopping and changing rules every single season, and then we implement it. <laughs> and then, shock, surprise, a couple of weeks in, they're like, oh, yeah, actually, this is really shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's, let's change
2: it. Back. Yeah.
0: Here's another thing as well. I don't know whether you guys can ask this. Were we, were we not supposed to get that semi-automated um, VAR offside technology? Mm, no, they
2: did say they weren't going to put that in the Premier League this season. Uh,
0: okay. I, th- I thought it was coming because they used it in the World Cup and it seemed yeah, to be yeah. reasonably... Yeah, it yeah. worked. Yeah. So they
2: don't want to...
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I think. Why would they
1: not? I want them to do the referees with microphones. I know we've talked about that quite often, but
0: yeah, as long it's as as long yeah, as Jesus they don't, they're not quite as over the top yeah, as the American referee in that in it. That, um, <laughs> final. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. she been some to... pom's out. She <laughs> yeah, she'd been to Shakespearean referee <laughs> acting classes. She had, um, but uh, yeah, I, I would very much like to see referees. Explain decisions a bit more because in the times we've seen it, because they've done it in the Australian league a couple of times, mm. um, you actually hear the thought process, and it just makes everything so much better, so much clearer. Because even if you still disagree with them, you can at least listen and say, right, okay, well, I can understand now why you've made that decision and, and, and the process behind getting there. Would have been good on Mike Dean, to be fair. Oh my god, <laughs> maybe that's why they didn't do They'd it. Have loved it. It just. Be, <laughs> <laughs> Baccar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been absolute chaos, but it would have been brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't agree with this red card in this game at all. I think that was a very harsh penalty and an even more harsh yellow card. But um, Brentford, you know, we we talked about would they struggle without Tony? I think I said that I thought they would. They've not um, lost a game without him. They've not lost a game without him. Um,
1: and Bomber looks really good, is not it? Uh, yeah. And Visser.
0: They both have stepped up to the plate, and obviously they needed that to happen mm. with Tony missing. Um, yeah, I think Brentford look good defensively, look pretty solid. Mm. I think they're set for another good year, which is going to put pay to my one of my predictions. I think I had them in the. Uh, I think I'm in them in the bottom half. I think I had them in yeah, eleventh. Think of my did, prediction. Yeah. Um I, would, I had faith. Where did Where did you put them?
1: I think I put them like tenth.
0: Oh, well, hang on, one place higher than me? You didn't, I had you didn't put him
1: as 11th. Yeah, I did. No, you did not. You put them much lower than me. You put them like 13th or so. Did
0: I? Yeah. Okay, well, tune in... as lovely you were saying Tune into our YouTube this week to find out. <laughs> today. <Ta-ta. laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that Joanne um, Visser, uh, It was obviously a bit of a bit part player last year, but with the run of games, he's now beginning to look like a serious, serious player. Um... I don't know how active I don't know what their sort of financial situation is like whether they're going to bring in more who fill them all
1: Brentford Brentford. Sorry, Brentford yeah don't, don't really know because like, I thought they might have brought in a striker to sort of fill in for Tony but I guess it's quite difficult for that because you're pretty much saying we only need you for six months <laughs> yeah, and then we probably will bring back Tony
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, reintegrating Tony into the into team is going to be really interesting to see how long it takes for him to get in the ground running. What now, if Mbumo
2: and Vissa are flying, though?
0: I don't think you can keep Tony out of the team.
2: Well, he's not been able to train either, so...
0: Well, but the thing is, the, the, the rules governing his suspension allow him to start training two months before his ban ends.
2: So I guess no
1: difference with injury is it. So
0: was well, a pre-season, isn't it? Mm. Um and I'm sure if he's allowed to train behind closed doors, does that mean he can play in sort of closed doors behind closed doors friendlies? They mm. arrange little cheeky friendlies. I don't know. I'm sure they'll try and look to bend the rules as much as they can. Mm. Um so yeah. Um right, okay. Uh, that brings to the end of the Premier League chat for this week. Um Dan, have you um have you prepared any transfer news for us this week? Um did you not read my notes at all today? <laughs> I did, actually. Read <laughs> I mean, it's in bold. It says transfer section.
1: <laughs> I can get uh, some stuff up. There we far. go. Right. To be fair, I mean, we can talk about it now quickly while I'm doing this. Um, just finding all my notes that I made on the transfers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, see, Henri has uh, got a new coaching
0: job. Who, Thierry? Where's mm. he gone? France under 21s. Is he? Mm. Love a little bit of filler there for you while you get it out. (laughs)
1: Um. Anyway, I found my notes. Um, So, I did actually see this the other day as well. Apparently, United are considering a move for Verratti. From PSG? Yeah. Okay. Mm, um, Would he
0: be the answer, do you think, to your sentiment-filled woes?
1: There's another one there. He's like 30 years old, which I guess... I mean, Casemiro's in his 30s, so I guess that's not really a negative as such, but...
0: Are you worried that that's a bit of a Mourinho? I just feel it's like a here it's here and now. Thing yeah, and the like the I
1: saw, I think it was Ralph Ranick said that he likes to go for players that have something to prove rather than players that are at the end of their career and are just looking for like a, an easy payday
0: type thing. I mean, in fairness, Ralph Ranick did a cracking job, so it's probably worth listening to.
1: Yeah, but I think his, he was right with his philosophy yeah. in that regard.
2: <laughs> um, well, to be fair, the panic buy of Casemiro worked out pretty well for you last season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the seventh choice CDM.
1: Um, uh, West Ham are struggling to fee- agree a fee with Ajax for Kudus.
0: yeah. So, I read something today that uh, see, I apparently we, we bid 35 million for him, but they were holding out for 40. <gasps> now, I see today they're holding out for 44, and we've bid 40. <laughs> so, I think that. If you bearing in mind he is probably going to be our marquee signing because of the sort of, sort of player that he is, for us to miss out on him over the over the over the sake of like three or four million, I think would be madness. So I'd I'd expect that one based on everything I'm hearing, I'd expect that one to get done. I think they just got to work out. Apparently, personal terms are all but agreed. Um, he wants to leave because he just doesn't want to play for Ajax anymore. So I would expect West Ham to agree that fairly soon hopefully because he West, looks fucking
1: class another West Ham one so Sevilla um, want to sign oh. Pablo Fornals,
0: and we want El, uh, El Nacerio whatever his name That's is was
1: Quite expected funny. to cost between four to six million it's because he's in his last year his contract yeah,
0: um, yeah that so, was,
1: so was Mason Mount
0: no <laughs> 60 million, <laughs> yeah, but you guys are fucking mugs, yeah, so yeah. um, yeah. How have, have you managed to make that full circle? <laughs> yeah. There's no, there is no segue he won't throw Mason Manning to. It's going to get used to it because that's all season. Um, yeah, I'd be a bit annoyed if we let him go for that cheat <laughs> because although he's been a bit a little bit of a bit of part player for us, he's been a good player. Mm. Obviously, scored that very important goal in the semi final <laughs> of the conference league for us. Mm. Um, and I'd actually be annoyed to let him go in at all because I think he's a great player. He's a good squad player. He loves West Ham. The fans love him. Um, he's just sometimes lacked that end product in his play. And I feel like with the new direction that our director of football wants to take us in, I feel like he could be one that's sort of sacrificed to free up some wages for other players, mm-hmm. which would be a real shame. But I think that if you want to look forward, I think realistically is for now is going to help us break into that, that European place again I'm not so sure he is as much, as much as I love him do you see yourself getting in the cereal well we've been trying to get him for about
2: three years because Arsenal were interested last year
0: yeah he's only got two I think he's got two years left in his contract um but I think he's been playing a bit more and scoring a bit more for them so mm. I don't know why he'd want to leave now um I know Sevilla did they win the they won the Europa they didn't won the
2: U- Europa and they lost the Super Cup to City City yeah but Me I think they had a. As well, but
0: right? I think they had a really poor La Liga last year, didn't they? So that, yes, I don't think they've yeah. got. Um, well, obviously they'll be in the Champions League, won't they? Because they won the Europa League, mm-hmm. but uh, we we'll have to see how that plays out. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if we got um, him. I think that we'd unless we throw quite a lot of money at it. I don't mm-hmm. think we're we'll game. Two from
1: Everton. Um, mm-hmm. First one is Al Shabab from Saudi Arabia have agreed deal with Everton to I thought that was the player no Damari Gray going to what? Saudi Arabia
0: I mean
2: you just lose track now haven't uh, you
0: I, that's a very surprising one what do they see in him I would argue I'm not even sure can Everton really afford to let him go I know that he doesn't play a huge amount for them but well
1: they're closing in on the 15 million signing of Southampton's Che Adams God, yeah take him
2: go on please if I'm, he's, if I'm, he's been electric in the championship. I'd love for him to go.
0: Oh right, Ch- oh, Ch- to, to weaken Southampton. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, was he really that good in the Premier League? No. He's not going to be the answer to their goal scoring problems. Though, no. I don't think. Um, I mean, you know, he comes in in good form, perhaps, and you know, brings his confidence with him. But he goes into that Everton team where he's working off scraps again. Um, mm, yeah, I'm not not so sure that that's. Uh, a signing that's going to really help them but at least it's another option up front if nothing else because they don't really have a great deal up there as, as it stands they might be forced into that with Calvert-Lewin or mm. if he yeah if he's n- now well even if it's not this injury it's going to be another one in it fairly soon yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um
1: one more to finish it off oh yeah apparently Villa are uh, trying to get that Nuno Tavares from uh, Arsenal I think Forrester are in for him as well actually. yeah
0: that fell through I saw today mm. in it, Tavares I think to Forrest
1: have... are going for him next
0: no, as in Fortnite. Oh, that the Forrest, fell through. That oh, fell so through. Villa
1: are apparently going for
0: him as well. Then. Yeah. Um I don't know what what about it fell through, whether he couldn't um agree a deal or whatever. But what well, I've seen from him, he looks awful. Yeah, I'm not sure so, well that'd be why with Grace <laughs> respect Forrest Foresty going for him mm-hmm. and not someone bigger, but um Yeah, but Villa, I mean Villa have got was he a right back or like, He's a left back, isn't he? Uh, yeah, as far as I know he's a left back. They've got that Moreno and New Dean. Dean. And at right back they've got Matty Cash. Mm. Um I he was going to say Ashley Young, but he's gone now. Well, based on the weekend, he was still playing. Us, <laughs> <wasn't> there, <let's laughs> say. Uh, so, yeah, strange one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, right. Um, well, we are. Well beginning... done, my notes. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Um, right, we're going to round out the show. Uh, first of all, with this, and then the return of Pete's quiz. Down the stack, man.
1: There was a really good stat that I was going to do, but it would have been so odd and would have been here all night. (laughs) Um, So, James Ward-Prowse has provided 24 assists from dead ball situations in the Premier League, the second most of any player since his debut in 2012. Behind who?
0: From set pieces. My
2: first thought was David Beckham, but then when you said 2012, it's totally out the window. Mm. Yeah,
0: not him. Um, (coughs) Who else has been a sort of dead ball... Especially De Bruyne?
2: Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I have a feeling it will be someone from free kicks, unless it will be a Liverpool. Unless it's corners. corners. Trent? No. Good
0: um, shout there. Firmino? Uh, no. no. I don't think he was a real free kick. Was he a free kick taker from Liverpool on the day? Um, is it someone obscure? Is it not not a top six or is it a top no, six No, top six. Uh, Fabregas?
1: No.
2: Since twenty, so he wait, so he started his career in the Premier League in twenty twelve. No, that's when James Ward-Prowse made his debut.
0: So since Ward-Prowse made his debut in twenty twelve, so twenty twelve till now.
2: Yeah. Right. 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 Um, Okay. Okay. Someone's had more than him. By one. Is he still playing?
0: Yep.
1: Still in the Premier League. For a top six club?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's... Madison? <laughs> Madison? <laughs> no. It's got to be a United player, then, the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruno? No. I don't know. This isn't meant to be the uh, the quiz of the <laughs> show. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, come on, you have to narrow it down well, for cor- us. Corners
1: or free kicks? Majority. Mm, I'd say free kicks he was very good at free kicks more
2: at his previous club
0: his previous club eh Sterling I was mm-hmm. leaning
2: more, more towards corners so
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I mean he probably does take him as well but I would say free kick. I know that he was quality at free kicks
2: position Uh, like cam that's throwing me off even more
0: for his previous club cam
1: I'm fucking struggling here yeah. He's played for three Premier League clubs, I believe.
2: <laughs> this is literally <laughs> everything's like Screaming Sterling, obviously not. The this is the,
0: this is like your quiz from last year, isn't it? Um, from last year, <laughs> um, where we have to ask questions and get it, narrow, <laughs> get it narrowed down on a, on a yes or a no. Wow. Um, I wonder if there's people screaming right now down there, mm. down their cast areas or whatever, listening to. Drew? This. No, he's not playing, is he? Give me a club. Mm, Come I'm on, let's get this I'm done, done with Um I feel like
1: it'd be really obvious.
0: Give you one of his previous clubs, then.
1: I feel like it'd be really obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's narrow it down. Um, the the club that I was on about, where he, it, most of it happened, was Spurs. And most of it happened was Spurs. He moved from oh,
2: Spurs. Okay. To, no. So, he's moved from he Spurs. For a free Premier League. And club. he still plays. For very, true. <laughs> very true. Very true. Still plays for a top six side. Moved from Spurs.
0: Ericsson. Mm-hmm. Ah, good man. There we go. We got this.
1: I was saying... <coughs>
0: you know United. I <laughs> top six well, it's because he's not been playing much. I forgot he was there, to be honest.
1: Oh, I was going to clearly briefly die, but I thought that'd be a bit
0: dark. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Cut out. <laughs> right. Time, then, for the return of Pete's Quiz.
2: Hello and welcome back. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think after that, we might struggle a little bit. <laughs> Maybe we're all a little bit tired. But, um, yeah, the idea of the quiz this season is I'm just going to be mixing it up so it's not the same sort of theme each week. Um, we're just going to be going into the fresh head each week. So. Nice. it be quite nice.
0: No um, buzzes for this quiz no, either. Um, so No, no buzzes
2: be... at all. we start on nil-nil, no handicaps, although Chris might need some. <laughs> um so the theme for this week is quotes from players slash managers, <laughs> famous quotes. Let's say. Okay. So we'll start off with a nice, easy one, and I
0: really hope this is nice and easy. Is this gonna? If we don't get this, is this gonna set the tone for the rest mm-hmm. of the quiz? Yes. <laughs> okay. And we're just shouting it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, out. I
2: can't imagine these. <laughs> ones Put your
0: hand up, be. mate. Yeah. Okay. Perfect <laughs> for an audio only quiz. <laughs> so the
2: first quote is. He's built like a brick shit house. How's he gone down like that? That sounds
0: like an Ian Holloway one. Is that Ian, Ian Holloway? No. Built like a brick shit house. How's he gone they down swore. like
2: that? Yes.
0: I seem to remember. I do it remember was, this quote. It's quite it recent. I
2: in think. match, in game. Sam Allardyce. No. Built like a brick shit house. How's he gone down?
0: No, um, Glenn. No, not
2: Glenn. Um, fuck. What's his name? Go on, give us a clue. Oh, so it's not a manager. Oh, all oh, right, okay. Okay, good, because I can't think of his name.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> bit like a British ass. How's he gone down like that? Okay, this uh. is really setting the tone for the quiz. <laughs> I would suggest it's probably a defender. Am I right? Is it yep. defender? defender? Um, this is like last Harry course. Maguire? No, but he is red. He
2: is a red. Van Dyke? Well, think to who's no. Who's built like a brick shit house in the Premier League? Antonio. Bigger.
0: Oh, Triore. Yeah. So it, so was... it was
2: against Triore.
0: Oh, is it is it Andy Robertson? No. Ah. <sighs> it's gotta be a, it's gotta <laughs> be a Scottish <laughs> bloke, isn't it? John McGinn. No. <laughs> He's not a defender either, Welch. Detham Rice? No. Um Right, Arsenal that's a very... Arsenal. Okay. Ben White?
2: No. Uh it's not Saka Arsenal defender Tierney no oh, yeah, defender.
0: Saliba no. no fucking it Gabrielle no <laughs> How many, they ain't got any other defenders have they Ramsdale no
2: <laughs>
0: it was during the Covid period oh that'd be why you heard it then yes uh, uh... oh uh, Callum Chambers no <laughs> I'll be like, oh, yeah. Well, just speaking yeah. of English, like cause it, sound, it sounds like a very <laughs> English thing to it does, say. does, not it? I can't. It's a very English it. saying. Centre back. Arsenal, Arsenal centre back. Is he English? Yeah. Who else have they had at centre back that's English? Fuck, <laughs> how <laughs> bad are we? We are shit, aren't we? So we just cut this quiz out and just, like, <laughs> say <saying laughs> never happens I cannot
1: think. Who have they had before, like, Gabriel and Saliba
2: at centre back?
0: Well, they had, like, David Louise, but he's not...
2: I think he's not English.
0: So it can't be him. Um,
2: I think we'll only do three of these.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, was. We're going to need pass. I, I know it sounds bad, but I literally cannot. Think. I feel like we should
0: get this. Like I feel like passing is is cheap. <laughs> How are we not there? Because this is only like four years ago, in COVID times. I know they've changed defenders since then. So which shit defender did they have at centre back four years ago? He was English. No, I I'm not going to get this pass. pass. Rob Holding.
2: Oh, he's fucking. Oh,
0: oh. yeah. oh, God, I was sake. I was gonna we literally know get every other fucking defender. Is he still there as well? Yeah, I mean? he is. yeah, yeah.
2: I was going to reenact it, but I didn't want to get slighted. <laughs> so yeah. uh, the second one is actually quite easy in my eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's stop saying that, shall we?
2: <laughs> um, but I will. I will cut the obvious bit out, unless. Yeah. You really struggle. You're probably going to need to. I definitely want to be christened, but I don't know into what religion yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is a footballer that said this, or a manager. Yes. yes.
1: Say it again.
2: I definitely want blank. to be blank. Yeah to be christened, but I don't know into what religion yet. I don't think I've ever heard that at all. This is fame.
1: famous one, is it? Yes.
0: It is quite a weird thing to say.
1: Isn't it? Yeah. It's, got it's, a, cause, it's, cause it's quite like a if you're, stupid thing yeah, to Yeah, because if
0: you're going to christen a child, it's surely that's only one religion you yeah. can do that in, isn't it?
1: Owen? <laughs> <I> <laughs>
0: does sound like a Michael thing to say. <laughs> no, but in that era. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um... Is it a manager or a player? Or a player. Oh, it's a player. Oh, ex-player. Gerard?
2: No, in that era. Lampard? No. Are we English? Yeah, Nixon yeah. in English. Terry? No. You're flirting around it. Rio Carroll. Ferdinand? No, no. Gary
0: Neville? No. That's definitely it's a good Gary Neville quote. Dar- Barry? No. Gary Neville with his mini-retirements.
1: Um, right. Oh, he's English, did you say? Yeah. Oh.
2: So I say the name Paul Sculls. No. Paul Gascoigne. No. Probably a bit too old. Um. Would you like me to say the full quote? Go on, say the full quote. I definitely want Brooklyn to be christened. Oh Beckham. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow! I didn't know you would say that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what religion I want to get christened into.
2: I'd say you both said that at the same Mm. time. (laughs) We'll call this one a trial. we'll definitely write this one off okay um, so the next one I don't think you're even going to get I couldn't settle it. I couldn't settle in Italy it was like living in a foreign country <laughs>
0: uh, Lukaku
2: no Gascoigne? no but that sort of uh, L-
0: Lineker uh, no did you go to Italy in the end who, Lineker? Mm. Actually, he was at Barcelona, wasn't he? This guy is Welsh. He's a Welsh footballer. George Best? No. Uh, Ryan Giggs? No. Oh, he never left United, did he? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Luckily, you're just naming any Welsh player. <laughs> I mean, I'm not hearing any
0: fucking suggestions from you, pal. <laughs> Played for... most, mo, Yeah, mo, yeah most the,
1: striker um Yeah. Fuck, I know what his name is. No, yeah, yeah, Bellamy. Craig Bellamy.
2: No. Oh, I Ian Rush? Is, then. Ian Rush, yes. Oh, oh, that was actually a relatively quick one. There
0: we go. Go on, do give us some more. I mean, we're in the groove now. <laughs> We've got one, we're in the groove.
2: Okay, all right. Well, this is the last one then. So, I've had 14 bookings this season, eight of which were my fault, but seven of which were disputable. Do the maths. Yeah,
0: that's 15, good effort. <laughs>
2: um, and I'll give you a hint. You have said his name.
0: Terry, no. Ferdinand, no. Skulls, no. Who gets a lot of bookings? Ashley Cole, no. Neville, no. R- right era or or newer? No, later? no,
2: just a little bit later than that. Okay. Proper, proper shit house. Proper
0: shit house. Mm.
2: David Luiz, no. Very long pause. <laughs> no, as in like this is uh, Roy, Roy, earlier than uh, Neville and all that. No skulls. So no. that oh. uh Proper
0: shit house was he?
2: Right. English? Fucking, fucking lunatic. Fucking lunatic? Then yes, English. Barry? not well, Barry. Right. Gascoigne? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Gascoigne. I've had 14 bookings this season, eight of which were my fault, but seven of which were disputable. <laughs> and then Barton as well,
0: not Barry. <laughs> oh, Jay Barton, yeah. Um, I shit. think
2: that'll do it. We'll... we'll, we'll
0: no. Well, since I won, we're not writing it off. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'd say well done, but sort of like to push you over the cliff yeah. to get the points. Well yeah. done. I feel like we
0: should apologise to the listeners. <laughs> <right there.
2: Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we didn't get the Rob Holding one. I thought that was going to be like a dead cert. I gen- genu-
0: genuinely remember that one being said.
2: I, I sort of remember the quote, but
1: I, I could have guessed Arsenal players for about ten years, and I wouldn't have landed on Rob <laughs> yeah. Holding to be honest. I
0: at least mean, you know they've
2: got a lot of depth for centre I mean, yeah,
0: exactly. He yeah. literally named we named every Arsenal player <laughs> for the last decade and still yeah. didn't get it. So anyway, there we go. Right, um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We will be back next week. Uh, we've got a couple of YouTube videos that we're going out this week. We've got our Premier League uh, table predictions, me and Dan, which we did. Excuse me before this week's uh, this weekend's game. So we after game week one, and we've also got a reaction to uh what we think about the premier league kits um i need to edit the video because i'm not entirely sure how well the video came out yeah, so is there music in the background was no 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 nothing, nothing, <laughs> that, well, we need to get over this all right let's, <laughs> let's get past this um but yeah i just want to make sure that came out okay but um spoiler alert me and dan weren't very impressed with the, the range of kits yeah this year.
1: last year was quite good i thought but this year was a bit meh yeah, it was a bit
0: uh yeah it's difficult picking a top three you You're in. Yeah, there's a lot of boring kits this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, uh, keep an eye out on YouTube for those. Please do uh, help sh- uh, share us around social media and help us get more listeners. And um, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>